Welcome to the Let's Talk Basic podcast, where girl talk about everything basic. Join us as we sit down with a glass of wine and see where the conversation goes. Kick back, relax, and get ready for the ultimate girls' night in. I'm your host, Joanne. And I'm Vanessa. Welcome back to this week's Let's Talk Basic podcast. Uh, I'm drinking Bench Brewery's Greenfield Sour Ale today, and it's like my new summer favorite. It's like a really good sour beer. And it's just been a week. It's been a week. Well, I started with a very, you know, light drink. It was 4% alcohol, and then I upgraded really, really quickly to an entire bottle of (laughs) because today has not been my day. (laughs) nothing has been working um every technology in my house is breaking down and I feel like I need an entire bottle of rosé to get me through this but um so that's the kind of day I'm having quarantine hits everybody differently (laughs) it's also week what 11 since we've been trapped at home and I guess it's time for things to start breaking down yeah. Well, today, um, we turned it on for the first time, did not work, um, but luckily we actually had someone come today to fix it, um, which is really crucial because looking at the temperatures uh, from the next couple of days, it's going to get real hot, so everything's just breaking down. Including my mind. <laughs> well, uh, we do have a special guest here with us today. Her name is Christy. Woo! And I think it's Christy like a- has been really patient oh. because Joanna and I have been, well, not Joanna and I, I'll, I shouldn't put us in the same bucket because it was completely my fault today. Um, we've been waiting uh, for this episode for, we're, we're, we've been waiting to have um, someone on our podcast talk about the the world of online dating because obviously Joe and I are not online dating right now but I think it adds an extra layer of interest when you have online dating during quarantine yeah. so I'm really looking forward to kind of diving in um but uh yeah have- and talking oh and talking about how hard quarantine is I can't even imagine how hard dating would be it during this time so- It's not uh, the best time to be dating in the world of single dumb. Um, People are real weird online because, you know, an opportunity to meet a stranger that you're never going to meet organically and they can say whatever they want. So it's been been an interesting ride. Um, So let's dive right into it. (laughs) Um, What kind of apps are you using right now and what's been working really well for you and which apps should people stay off of well i think that there's a few that people probably have some kind of knowledge of because they're a little bit more popular and like buzzwordy so like for example tinder um the thing that's great about that is it's really quick and easy to swipe 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 but then you just get stuck in a swipe vortex where you're just like you know you could spend hours on there maybe not hours but like a long time just swipe 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 um and, you know, depending on the caliber of photos and how you're presenting yourself, you can get caught up 
um, in conversations that are going places that you might not want them to. So I feel like Tinder is one of those ones that's like kind of okay, but if you're not really looking for something super serious, um, then there's there's some benefit there. I was recommended to go on this one called Hinge um, that I had a few friends. It's kind of a newer one, I think. Um, I have not been online dating for a very long period of time. So I'm like, it's relatively new to me. Um, I was in a, a long-term relationship. And so before that, I didn't date online. I just met a human at a real human <laughs> place. So um, yeah, so Hinge, I feel like is a little bit better because people have a little bit more context. They're writing a little bit more about themselves. It prompts you to say things instead of just like photos because then you're not just getting someone's like chest shot or like you know <laughs> picture of their like boner in their jeans. Oh my um, no! So so that one I feel like is a little better. And then the other one I've played with a little bit is um, Bumble, which was like originally toted as like the females um, in control because you have to message people first, etc. Um, so I mean that one is similar to to. Hinge, but I feel like Hinge is probably the one that I would use the most. So I think before we kind of jump into it, like, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and like maybe what your profile says about you? Oh, God, <laughs> I don't think I'm, I have a very good profile because I was just like, whatever, I'll just put some cute pics and guys are going to like me. <laughs> that's how so, it usually goes, no? <laughs> I assumed because that's how it works in the real world but online it's like you have to be a little bit more thoughtful than that I think um so a little bit about me I am 37 um out of a long-term relationship recently so new very new to online dating um like single lady in the city of Toronto just like you know I'm you know originally went to online dating to explore something different um, after getting out of my relationship, but then now I'm just like, I can't really meet strangers in public. So it's kind of the only way to, to be meeting people right now, kind of, which is weird. But, um, so in terms of my profile, like, okay, so my friend and I, we both were newly single at the same time and we were doing some day drinking on a Sunday at a local bar in Ronsky. And we're like, let's get online dating app and we're like this is perfect we're gonna do this every Sunday we're just gonna come to this bar and we're just gonna drink and we're gonna do our dating app that'll be our thing um and so as we're doing this we started to like you know have a couple pints deep and then we're like talking to the waitress and we're like look at our profiles what do you think um and the very first recommendation we got because we were first curating our photos the first recommendation we got was you need a full body shot you need to show what your body looks like. And I was like, ah, that's so terrible. Like, that's so rude. How dare they? And I was like, oh, okay, but that kind of makes sense. So in terms of my photos, like, and how I represent myself, it's like I have, like, maybe one or two where you can see, like, that I'm, a like, a human person, like, full body. Um, and then, like, a silly one and then, like, a cute one, you know? Like, it's really weird to try and, like, capture who you are in, like, five photos. Yeah. Um, so, so a diverse like series of photos that you would try to show your personality and oh, that's so hard. I I don't know if I have like I can't even think of what I would pick. I'll show. Like, okay, I'm gonna show you the photo that gets the most likes. 
Uh, it's it's <laughs> where I'm showing part of my body, but I'm also wearing uh, a tortilla chip is in the foreground and my body is in the background. So it looks like the tortilla chip is my bikini bottom. However, it really entices people to be like, mm, I want to eat that. Oh, or, no. Oh, no, kind of shit. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit hit or miss. You can really tell the type of person you're talking to. In it. What's the That's best the response you've gotten to that picture? Or like the best line. Um, I had an interesting banter with one guy where we were like making up new names of what to call it. So it was like, I was called it originally the tortilla kini. And he was like, oh, it's the nan knickers. And then I would go back with one and we were, we went down this weird rabbit hole, but that was kind of the conversation fizzled out after that. Um, that was so promising to start with. I know, it was like funny and cute. Like you sound interesting. You're, you know, saying more than just like, I want to eat that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Hmm. Well, building on, you know, you touched a little bit upon um, what a good profile consists of. What, so give us some tips now, right? So for all of our listeners that are listening, that are online dating, whether you're a guy or a girl, get like, what makes you swipe right? Okay, so the first thing, the very first photo that you see is going to make or break whether or not someone's going to want to look at the next photo. So you can't use a blurry shot. You can't use something that's like close up from like the angle from your chin. Um, there's a lot of weird people out there that put photos with them like holding a big snake <laughs> or like a giant fish. Um, all the fish pictures I hate those that's like a whole community I don't even understand what it means but it's like here I caught this giant fish like okay I guess you can hunt and gather nice fine whatever you know I wonder Uh, if that works for any guy like if anybody's like oh yeah you got a big fish I have no idea. I, I usually find that I'm apt to judge those folks and not really yeah. swipe on them because I'm like, you're a, you're part of the fish community. That's not for me. <laughs> Were there any tigers on there when the show was popular? Um, I don't know if there was tigers, but there's definitely like some COVID related stuff. So people like putting pictures of them wearing a mask. <laughs> like, okay, that's funny, I guess. I don't know. It's really hard because people are trying to be funny and cute. But you're also representing yourself through photos and words. So you have to be like colorful with your words if you can. If you can express humor in a way that's not like douchey, that's good. Um, and if you're into certain things and you have photos of you doing those, that's usually going to be good because then people can see, oh, like that person is really into cycling or bocce or whatever you do. I have a lot of photos of me drinking beer. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why more people aren't swiping on me. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like that's an automatic win right there. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Cute girl likes to drink beer. What's not to like? Yeah, tortilla kini. Like my friend told me, she met up in real life with a guy like back in the fall, and he wasn't honest about some of the um his features, specifically his height. And I feel like I feel real bad for short dudes on here because like it's really easy to be like, nope, you're too short for me. But this person was, like, a full-on, like, midget person. Um, mm-hmm. And they didn't say that. And so she showed up, and then she was just like, this oh, is so no. awkward because you were, like, you, did, you didn't really disclose that. And, like, 
she don't want to be rude, but she's like a very tall person. And like, you know, that's not her preference. That's fine. But she didn't really get the chance to do that in advance. So I feel like people do that or they'll use photos from like years ago. And then you go to meet them and you're like, what? (laughs) Or like my friend went to meet this guy and was like, oh, how's your dog? And he's like, oh, he died 10 years ago. Why the fuck is that on your profile? (laughs) You're using a decade old photo. That doesn't make any sense. Oh my gosh. A lot of interesting people on that app. Oh, I'll say. So what, what makes you go, yeah, like, I'm interested? Um, if someone's using photos that aren't blurry. No. <laughs> that's like that's a really okay, easy let's way. Talk, let's talk tiers here. That's like tier one. Yeah. None of the photos are blurry. And they're cute. And I'm, like, attracted to them. And they have, like, a little bit of information about themselves. And they have, like, diverse enough photos that they seem interesting enough. That'll be, like kind of the progression for me and then if you're like okay I'm interested and how would you ever I guess on Bumble you have to start the conversation like what kind of what kind of approach do you take I don't (laughs) even know what works here I feel like most of the time I'm just waiting for someone to message me and then it's usually about the bikini tortilla bikini and I'm like oh great okay there it goes um but I usually just try to be like here's what I'm doing right now that's funny and interesting what are you up to like kind of thing because you can't really say I don't want to be like hey or it's like that awkward moment when you're on the zoom call in front of before everyone else is on the call and you're just like what's up nothing's up we're in quarantine <laughs> no one's doing anything fun so just trying yeah. to sound a little interesting so that maybe they'll even want to continue talking to me I don't know it's real weird yeah. I guess um, going, you know, like rewinding and going pre-quarantine now, what, like when, at what point um, do you and the other person agree to be like, hey, you know what, like, let's meet up and like, what's a good setting like to meet up at? Like you, I would imagine like that you wouldn't go to dinner on the first day because, you know, you might really hate the person and then like so what what's like the normal like is it a coffee a drink like how does that entire thing work and when do you decide like okay you know what this person's okay um he's not creepy I'm gonna meet up with him yeah I think like in my experience that sort of happens kind of sooner rather than later because you don't like it is good to have like pre-conversation but you want to kind of see like, do I even like this person in real life? Cause you can't really tell through text or photos really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say like the least commitment is like going for a beer or coffee, depending on when it is. But I would say like going for a pint is perfect because, you know, you have one or two, have a good conversation. You can kind of, you know, leave after that. Um, but what I found is interesting during COVID is like, now I'm having these like FaceTime conversations with people so I'm like pre-screening which sounds like kind of weird but it's actually been really beneficial because like I was talking to this one guy and he seemed really nice but he was so damaged and like that all came out and I was just like he could tell on my face like I was not here for his drama and I was just like I don't want that uber XL like package of your death like drama following me around so I don't even think we need to meet like this is great 
Um, so I'd say like, if you like have a little bit of banter, chat a little bit, depending on your schedules and like what your interests are kind of meeting up, you know, in the first like couple weeks for a quick like drink is my preference, but yeah. Yeah. And I, I know you talked a little bit about what's happened, like how this all gets arranged during COVID, but is there like, you know, through FaceTime, you can kind of, you know, see how the person is or how the person looks, but you can't really see maybe mannerisms or height, how they smell. Or boys. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be a big thing. So, like, is there like a social distancing date that happens? Because when I was biking around, um, you know, last week and I was, you know, near uh, the different parks, I actually like, Walk, like people watch is what I love to do and I feel like there are a lot of people that are actually going out on their first day waiting for someone during this entire thing so I'm just wondering like does that happen is that something that people do during I think I think people do it I don't really I haven't really like found anyone worth meeting because I'm like honestly <laughs> <laughs> it sounds terrible but like you know, like I'll FaceTime a guy and he's like wearing a cutoff t-shirt laying on his bed. And I'm like, you didn't even try. Like, you don't have to go anywhere. You could at least like put on a t-shirt. I don't know. So like for me, I'm like, unless there seems like there's value there, there's not really a reason to do it. But I'm sure that people are. And I think that it's appropriate to like keep the distance and like go for a walk and have a coffee or something like that. Um, I just, it has not been for me. Yeah. Do you find like the dates that, or have you been going on like, I guess, virtual dates? I've had a few, but I I think I was doing it kind of more near the beginning. Now I'm just, I'm just like, I don't even know if I like feel like there's any point. Like if you can't like meet someone and actually see them and like, to your point, Vanessa, like smell them, (laughs) see how they walk, like things that you end up inherently being attracted to you can't really get through the phone so I mean I'm open to it but I just like I haven't really like found any opportunity that I'm like willing to kind of make that commitment to so yeah have you done any like cute dates or is it usually just like a I don't know grab a drink and talk best date that you've been on like tell us about like your the one of the like one date where you're like that that was really good I I do it again like in terms of activity or just like action or tell us us both (laughs) yeah Yeah, I think like for me I'm like I'm here's the thing I'm an easy date like take me to a brewery or like a pub have a couple pints and that you know that's going to be a good time for me because like I will always enjoy those experiences so I feel like one of the best dates I went on was to Bandit Brewery which is cute um and like showed up and actually as I'm about to show up the guy's like do you want me to order you like a flight that I think you might like and I was like um that's really sweet but that's how our conversation started um are you going to murder me? So I made sure that uh, that didn't happen, but it was really, it was a nice gesture, but that's something like your friend can do or somebody you've met maybe one or many times, but this was like full strangers. So I didn't let that happen. But so we were there, had some snacks and then we're like, let's go to another place and like have another beer. And like, 
that is kind of when you know you're having a good time because you're like, okay, let's like spend a little bit more time together and, you know, maybe think some of it, maybe they don't, but um, that was like probably one of the better ones. That sounds really cute. I would be, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm just not in the, I think what you did was the right thing to do. I don't know if my mind would have been like, oh, he's gonna put something in my drink, but that's a very valid point, right? Meeting someone for the first time, you, you talk to this person a couple times, maybe through text or whatnot. And it was a nice gesture for someone to, to ask, but that's a, that's a really good point that I definitely didn't think about. Yeah. I love how, Oh, I was going to say, I love how immediately when you said that he asked you that, I was like, Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> You're like, no, he's going to kill me. And I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause it's, for sure it's cute, so but also for sure murdery. Yeah, it's true. I'm like, yeah, that is kind of creepy too. Yeah. Um, so a friend and I, a friend and I were out for drinks like in the fall. We were at like a cute place, Street Speed on Bloor. And um we were sitting at the bar and we noticed there was a guy who was waiting for someone at one of the tables and he was ordering a drink. And it was waiting for someone to arrive and I was with my friend and I was like, we, I feel responsible to watch that beverage. Like, I feel like we should watch that for that person. Even if it's his friend, I don't know, but it's just like something about like a guy ordering a girl a drink in advance. It just seems like risky business to me. Mm. That's no, maybe not trustworthy, but I don't know. Gotta be safe, ladies. Super fair. Well, yeah, especially during these times when people are meeting online, you, you really don't know what kind of people are out there. And yeah. I feel like COVID is also making people really crazy. So I feel like you might as well take the precaution uh, because you don't know how insane this person could be. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if you think back to like, the way you're meeting is online. So you they're really representing themselves in a certain way. You are too. You're hoping that person's being honest, but they might not be. Who knows? And you can meet and like they could be a completely different person. They could potentially be like a weirdo. I don't know. They could be totally normal too, but like those are the risks you take when you're meeting a complete stranger that you then have like a meeting point and if no one knows you're on that date, then like, if you yeah. go disappearing, if you disappear, then. Yeah. So actually the next thing that I was going to ask is when you do go on these dates, do you let, like, do you have a, a friend that you tell? Yes. Hey, this is where I'm going to be by like, don't message you tonight. Maybe check on me. Um, yeah. Cause that's, so that's important. I have a pact with one of my best girlfriends where we have our location shared on our iPhones at all times. And we'll message each other before we go and message when we get home. And we also have this thing where it's like, if you haven't checked in, it's been like 24 hours, like, what's up, you know? So, but it's like a the conversation that we had to just be mindful of it. Not that everyone you meet is going to be terrible, but there is a risk um, associated mm-hmm. with it. Um, but yeah, we just like share iPhone locations and make sure we know where each other is. Yeah, that's smart. What about like during COVID or like during isolation? Like what's been like the best date that you've had? <laughs> She's shaking her head. <laughs> Here, here's the thing about that. I feel like people are weird now. 
And maybe this has always been the case, but I just feel like the conversations that I'm having are the men I'm speaking with are a lot more um, interested in potentially doing things through the phone, Hmm. um, like sexual stuff and whatever. So I feel like the conversations that I've had, I'm just like, whoa, I don't know you, you're a stranger. Like you're asking if you can, I mean, I had this one guy, first conversation I had with him within 10, 15 minutes, maybe he was like asking if he could jerk off onto my feet. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) The response was like, you went from zero to can I jerk off on your feet in the first conversation so quickly. Like that's super no for me. Um, And like violating dinner first, I don't know, like something, but I just felt like, whoa. And then he just was like, I'm sorry. It's just so lonely. I'm like, I get it. I'm in the same boat, but I'm also a respectable human who can like, try and forge a connection during a weird fucking time like really jerk off on your feet i don't even know what that means oh and then i was like for sure that guy's murdering (laughs) yeah i'm really happy that he disclosed that so quickly because i was like okay cool i didn't waste my time with a murderer yeah oh my god that's awful i'm sorry okay i haven't really had like many amazing dates during covid times because it's like First of all, I just, like, don't really care. Also, I've had, like, some interesting things, like, happen to me during this time that, like, have kind of taken me out of that. So, yeah, it's, it is what it is. Okay, let's go um, down that route then. Like, what's been the worst date or interaction that you've had? What I mean, that one's pretty bad. <laughs> is that the worst? What's a, yeah. what's a pretty bad in-person date that you've had pre-COVID? Yeah, let's start with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I met this one guy and he was like, I think it all to me comes down to people just like not reading the situation for what it is and like making assumptions about like what you're interested in and thinking that you have the same intention. And what I mean by that is like, I met up with this one guy and like, I get that people are interested in hooking up and that's part of dating. Fine. But to like be so like kind of desperate in those first moments when that becomes clear that that's your motivation um, is such a turnoff because, you know, let's see how things go because we're two human people. If we're attracted to each other, maybe we'll get there. But like, if that's like your, like your kind of opening statement, let's say, um, it's a little tricky. So I had this one guy who was just like, like trying to like paw at me. And I was just like, I'm sorry. I don't know why you think this is appropriate. And like, your actions require consent and I'm actually not giving it to you. That's exactly what I said to him. And then he was just like, (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry, but like, I am not like in the situation where like I am desperate and like need this. You clearly feel, it feels like you are. So I can see you saying that to a person and the guy being like, what the (laughs) Yeah. And like, you do not have my consent. The guy probably crap. I have a woman with a brain, and I hope he peed his pants. (laughs) But then I think of like how many times you like if that's his go-to move, if that's a guy's go-to move, whatever, or like jerk on the foot guy. How many people do you have to like weed out before someone's gonna say yes to that? And when that person says yes, like what does that look like? 
I don't know, maybe they're super into that thing and that's really great that they find each other, but it just seems like such a weird process of elimination <laughs> to me. I feel like we had this conversation before as well, where I feel like people are just casting their net really wide and they're throwing out that same line to like maybe, I don't know, 20 people a night and seeing what they get back and whoever, you know, catches on or, or you know, or, or agreeing to whatever they want to do, then they go for yeah. it. Yeah. So I feel like it's that because it's online and you don't get to see the person right in front of you and you are just, you know, a left or a white, right swipe. Mm -hmm. um, people feel like they have that, they can do that and be disrespectful. I feel like there's yeah. also been like a big push of like, be yourself, be who you are. <laughs> so like people are probably like, yeah, I'm a dirty sleaze bag. This is who I am. <laughs> yeah, be like, like be come open on. and like upfront about what you want. And you're like, okay. Mm -hmm. There's still like a thing is like respect. Yeah. And decency. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would say like my approach is not like, I think that I can tell, I can start to tell who is kind of casting the net wide because it's like, hmm. just the way they interact with you is, is very like either short or very forthcoming like that versus all like be interested, like I'll like a few dudes and then I'll wait and see if they like me cool. And if they don't, then I'll just continue. But I kind of like don't work beyond like a threshold of people because otherwise I just feel like it becomes this now like this numbered game where you're just like okay well on to the next on to the next and I, I don't really think that that's the approach that I feel most comfortable with because I, I do want to make a genuine connection with someone so I don't want to be like oh who are you again and what's your what's your what what are your interests I forget you know I had a friend who told me she had a whiteboard at one point. She had 10 guys on the go. And oh I'm like, good for you. Do you, girl? That's not my thing. So like, <laughs> love that for you. Love that journey. And she would, like, have notes about them and, like, different things, coordinating schedules and stuff. And I was just like, man, that seems like so much work. That does seem like okay. just to keep my board. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, also, like, ten people, that doesn't seem like that many. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a notepad funny. wasn't enough. You had to do, like, yeah. a full whiteboard. So how is this friend doing? Like, did she, is she with someone? Or has yeah, she, she it found down? someone? She locked it down. She went Whoa. through the process. She found someone and they got in a relationship, like, fairly quickly. I'm like, I guess if you're like that motivated to mm. be in a relationship that you're just like, I will work for this and that could work. But I mean, I now I'm not going to knock the whiteboard situation. But <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, you know, I think it works for her, but I also feel like people who are so committed and maybe have a strategy behind it are solely looking for like, okay, I need to be in a relationship by this time or, yeah. you know, by this age so they're almost kind of setting I don't want to say setting themselves up for failure but I feel like you have to date a lot of people and be disappointed a lot of times um mm -hmm. before you find someone yeah um but yeah, wow like, that's commitment yeah I think for me too like I'm like I have a busy social schedule I work I don't want to spend all my free time Hmm. online looking to find someone or 
like obsessing over trying to do that. So like for me, I don't think that approach works. I prefer to do like slow and steady because I'm like, if something comes with this, great. I don't really have high expectations because I'm just like, this is just another way to meet people. Um, and I've met some people that I end up being friends with, which is kind of cool. Um, but I think, yeah, I think that some people really spend a lot of time trying to figure that out and, and you can get sucked in. It's like any social media, except the outcome is you're trying to find someone. Yeah. Do you feel like you've started recycling people through all of the dating apps? Like you'll go on Tinder and be like, okay, I've seen you just like five seconds ago on Bumble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because the people will use the same shit photos that you're like, oh, I remember that because I was like, I thought it was brutal the first time. Because um, <laughs> I try to use different ones for different like things because I'm like, well, maybe, I don't know, like switch it up. Um, but definitely you see that a lot. Yeah. Has there been a situation where maybe you and a friend have uh, swiped right on the same people or have maybe even gone on the same date? And, and Oh, maybe, I feel like, like there's a good story coming out. <laughs> yeah, like, like, maybe, like maybe this guy's like, I'm always like, okay, I'm going to take this girl to Bandit Brewery and then we're going to go to this next brewery and then we're going to go play pool. Like, is there like... I don't know, like, okay, you look like you have a story to tell. I'm, I'm going to let you go. I haven't, I haven't had the experience of, like, the same date, but I've definitely had, like, a girlfriend and I who were, like, okay, we swiped on the same guy, and his, like, full line is just, like, hey, not looking for something serious. And we're both, like, what up? <laughs> like, Hello. Um, and I've also had a situation where a girlfriend has been, like, it didn't work out for me and this guy, but like, do you want to date him? And I'm like, no, I've heard all the stories that happened between me and you and I'm good. <laughs> so thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So would you say that the pool out there, is it big or small? Like, cause it like, there's a lot it's big, but yeah. the, the quality <laughs> the pool of quality people that I'd be interested in, I don't think is as large. Yeah. But I think there's lots of people out there and oof, there's a lot of spectrum of people. Can you tell us quickly, like, what is your type in case we have a listener who might know somebody? <laughs> <laughs> so I have a lot of, of things that I'm kind of like working through on, like to figure out what my type is. So it's like, I want someone who's funny, driven, successful, fun to be around, um, you know, likes to do activities, is into, has like lots of hobbies and interests. Um, you know, if he likes to cook, I like that too. Um, has good hygiene, that's important. I don't know. Now I feel like I'm just listing <laughs> things that most people would want, but like generally speaking, like I, I feel like because of where I'm at in my life, I'm like not in a space where I'm like, I require a partner to live. I'm living off my own. I'm successful. I don't need that, but I do enjoy the companionship of being in a relationship. So I want someone to add to kind of what I bring to the table and meet me halfway. So there's kind of lots of different things that yeah. I value at this point yeah. that maybe I didn't when I was younger. Maybe that's why it didn't work out. <laughs> uh, I do have a question. So you did talk about like a couple of these dating apps like Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. 
And correct me if I'm wrong, but these are all free apps, correct? Yeah. So when, like, have you, you know, even thought about a paid dating app? Because I feel like um, when I'm talking to people who are doing online dating and um, are and people who have maybe done this for years, and they're like, I'm just so sick of the same people. I'm not really getting the the quality <laughs> of or the quality of men or, or women on these apps. And they start exploring paid apps, right? For for dating. Like, is that something like what are your thoughts about that? Well, I think you there's paid elements of these apps that you can explore if you're interested in. I've never really done that because I don't know. This is going to sound really terrible, but I feel like there's seem to me, it seems like there's more of like a, not desperation, but it's just like when you pay for it, it's just like, now I'm paying for this. Like, you know, like I, I, I'm the type of person who always imagine I'll just meet someone organically at a bar somewhere, just chatting about sports or like something interesting to us. But like, because that's not really possible right now. I'm more on these things than I would have imagined I ever would have been. So to think about paying for it is like that added layer. Um, I've always heard though that like when the new apps come out, that's when people find actually, like my friends have had better success because they get on the app when it's like newer and more exciting. Um, And then I don't know if that's just like the migration of what people do to do that. I want to get on that app that's like for celebrities or like um Shane Tatum, you know, is on like Raya or whatever. Like hook that up. That's right. I just have that. Um so what like say could you maybe tell our listeners what's something that you wish someone who is on in the online dating scene that maybe you wish someone had told you prior to you coming on board and signing up and you and your girlfriend, you know, signing up and getting all excited. Like, what did you like hope that, Oh man, I really wish this person would have just told me this. I think it's one of those things where, you know, if you allow it to, it can, it can affect your confidence. Mm. So if you're going through like chugging through numbers of people or like swiping on people and they're not coming back, like just knowing that, people there are people with good intentions there is going to be someone out there for you whether it's through an app or in real life whatever that looks like but just like don't let that affect your self-worth because I think that you know I've had instances where people have requested to message me outside of apps to figure out how we can like go on a date and I'm like into that add me to um Instagram or whatever and then if I don't respond quickly, like over and like stuff Instagram, and like you notice those things. Um, like I thought about it today. Actually, I was looking to see who this one guy needs to leave me. I'm like, oh, like that's immature, and I'm glad that that happened because that's not the type of person I want to be with anyway. So just knowing that, like that, you it, your emotions get involved when you're having conversations with people, and just like don't let that affect your self worth because there's still there's still quality people. It just might take a little bit to get through some not quality people to get there. That's a good message. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure too, like, cause you're going through so many more people and it's not working out more than it is working out. Right. Like that's 
while you're, you're on it. Um, it, it must be really disheartening just to kind of be like, oh, it's, it didn't work out again. Like, is that with me or is that, why are they rejecting me? Like, it's that whole, like, I think everybody kind of struggles with the fear of rejection. Um, I think so, but I think it's also like, it's like when you go for a job interview, like you're interviewing them as much as you want them to interview you. And I would way prefer somebody to be honest and say, Hey, I don't think it's going to work then just like kind of slink away or, you know, kind of explore something that they're not really interested in and vice versa. Like I don't, I'm very cognizant of people's time when I'm reached a point where I'm like, Hey, I don't think this is going to go any further than where we've got to this point. Um, so I'm like very forthcoming with that. But I think that if you're, if you're already the type of person who suffers like from low self-confidence, I don't think dating online is going to like make you feel like tons better, except for maybe more people will like you then you don't have to go out and try. But I think that, um, yeah, just like knowing that other everyone's going through it and, and you you have to make sure it's the right connection for you yourself. Mm-hmm. And that should be your focus. Um, so I picture it similar to like going for a job interview where you're like, ask the question that you want to know about. Like, what is the culture like in this workplace? Like, what is your family like? Or, you know, why don't you talk to your mom? Um, you know, one of, one of my friends gave me the three questions that were his, um, his best questions to ask at a first date. And they, I used them on one of my first dates and they actually ended up being like, they're kind of dramatic questions, but they, they cut through the bullshit and get you on these conversation topics where you're actually, um, learning real stuff about people. So what are they? What is your baggage? Whoa. What family member do you like the least and why? And like who hurt you or something like that? Like just like kind of vague enough. Yeah. Quick enough that um, there'll be like interesting conversation from it. Yeah. So that's like a really interesting point because like I wonder if you like those are really tough questions to ask. Is there anything that you've learned about yourself through that process? Um. I think I always thought that I was, like, maybe a little bit shyer than I am, <laughs> which seems really funny because I've always been really chatty and people know me would never picture me as being shy. But, like, on the inside and, like, in my, like, comfort state, I feel like I do have, like, elements of being shy. But then once I get talking, I'm like, oh, well, now I'll tell you about 20 things about me. Um, so I'm realizing that I'm like very comfortable and like I can come across as like a little bit intimidating in that kind of environment because it's you're looking to meet someone and you want to have like a back and forth and this person's like, well, like let me tell you all things about me and I think it's great and all this stuff. It's like, okay, it's like just be mindful of like having authentic conversation where you're not just trying to, you know, get the job, get the relationship. Like it's not, it's not the end goal for me is not. I want this to be my partner. I, it's like, I want to figure out if I like you enough to spend more time with you, which seems really like uh, basic, but isn't that the title of our podcast here today? And it, but it is basic. And I think that people, the more people should focus on, do I want to spend more time with you? And not just doing it for the results of like getting a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I learned that and I think I'm, I'm learning a little bit more about like 
some deal breakers for me. Like, for example, I was having a conversation with this guy, and this is the one situation where I'm like, wow, I'm so glad we had this chat. <laughs> because he, I'm divorced, he's divorced, and so I was like, cool, we can bond on that. That's great. He has kids. So I was like, cool, I can drive with that. That's fine. Um, so we have a chat and we're like talking about our personal situations and he kind of brought up that he lost all his friends after getting divorced. And I was like, okay, well, like why and like what happened and like how did that go for you? Um, and then he kind of went on further and was like, well, and then I don't talk to my mom and I don't talk to my dad. And I was just like, you literally isolate everyone from you in your life and that doesn't work for me. Like that is absolutely, I, I, there's no point in us ever talking again. Um, you know, besides like maybe a friendly chat, but I just like that is absolutely never going to work for me. I'm very close with my family. I invest a lot in my friends and relationships. I didn't lose any friends in my divorce, but I know that it's possible to not do. So I was like, well, like, what did you, what did you do? Like there's something, you know, there. And you can kind of like figure out what that means to you um, and explore what your do's and don'ts and like what your long-term things are through the conversations that you're having. Um, so that's why I like to like dive in and just be like super open and vulnerable and be like, this is legit who I am. You're not going to find me being any different than how I am in those moments because that's actually who I am. So just like reconfirming who I want to be in like, the type of relationship I want to be in um, and figuring out how to get to those conversations to unpack that and figure that out with someone else. Yeah. I feel like how many dates is that going to take to, to dive into that? I feel like honestly, you can get into some really awesome conversations, like first combo. Yeah, well, if you're asking questions like, what kind of baggage do you have and who do you hate the most? <laughs> I mean, those are kind of dramatic and those are unrecommended, but like, um, yeah, just like asking things that will force people to open up more than just like, what are your, what do you like to get up to? You know, that's too surface level and you, you have to be willing to like, not only go there with yourself and open up to someone else. Because if you're going to ask them to go there with you, you have to do it. But also figure out those questions that will open that up quicker. So like, you know, you know, do you have childhood trauma? (laughs) You know, or like, who, have you ever like done something real terrible to someone? You know, like, I don't know, like I'm making this up right now, but those are kind of things you could totally just like explore. Have you ever looked up the um, 36 questions to fall in love? No. You should look that up. They're pretty, like, okay. they start off pretty easy, like, oh, tell me, like, your favorite childhood memory or something like that. Um, but then it gets harder, like, I don't know, like, what was the, I don't know, most traumatic thing you've gone through as a, as a child or, like, you know, family background who do you aspire to be or who do you look up to? Things like that to kind of get the conversation going. Like the whole premise behind it is I think these uh, researchers developed a question or like a questionnaire to develop intimacy. So I think, I think 
what they did was after they conducted the study, they found that these questions actually made people feel a stronger bond with each other. And they're always like complete strangers. So um, I think like our first episode, that's what we based our um, our episode on because it was like, well, like, I guess nobody knows this. So like, maybe they'll fall in love with us. <laughs> <laughs> but it was yeah, actually like I feel like questions in there. Yeah, I feel like Vanessa and I got closer through it. Yeah, like I found out things about Joanne that I had no idea. Like, like we talked about. Yeah, like there was a lot of childhood questions, how she grew up, um, what her family background was. So there was a lot of pretty deep questions, but we kept it pretty light. So I think that could be um, something that you could try in a maybe. Yeah. A- virtual date (laughs) yeah on my phone my questionnaire for you (laughs) who hurt you (laughs) please fill it out before date i mean i feel like in those situations the kind of benefit of meeting a total stranger is you have nothing to lose yeah right you never you would you potentially would never cross paths with this person so you have nothing to lose and being like a complete i think that's why people are complete weirdos but I think you can totally just like open up and be vulnerable in those spaces. Um, and I feel like there's something comforting in talking to somebody straight, like a stranger too. Like, you know, when you make those yeah. conversations at a coffee shop or whatever, and you'll tell them like about your day or something that you're struggling with. <laughs> like yeah, something about that sure. is like, you, if it doesn't work out, it'll be fine. Like the risk is low. I just finished reading this book. Um, I think it's called You Are Awesome. Oh, yeah. the guy who writes like a thousand um, happiness or something. Um, and did you guys read it? You I haven't read it. it? <laughs> so he tells a story in the book where he, because he was a total talk to, talk to strangers kind of dude. And he tells a story about how he's on this one flight and he's sitting next to a man and they just start talking, talking, talking the whole time. And eventually at the end of the flight, he asked the man, is there anything you want to tell me? Like, you're, we're never going to see each other again. So if there's anything you want to just, like, get off your chest, like, feel free to just, like, open up and say this to me. And the man responds and basically just says, well, I don't know if I want to be with my wife. And, like, says all this, like, very personal stuff that to a stranger would seem kind of strange. Wow. Um, and because they flew back and forth for business all the time, they ended up meeting, like, seeing each other again, like, a year later. And the author, Neil, is like, I realized that man seems really uncomfortable. Like, he had exposed himself in that time, saying something very vulnerable. And, like, he may or may not have made choices to pursue or end his relationship based on that. So he was like, I didn't really feel like that guy wanted to see me, so I just, like, walked past him. But it's just, like, it's interesting how you can have such an open, vulnerable conversation with a stranger um, because you, uh, to the point you have nothing to lose because potentially you'll never see them again. So it's kind of like a nice opportunity to have like a confessional, right? Where you're like, well, I'm just opening up and doing the thing that they do at the church where the priest is in the box. And you're just like, forgive me, Father, I've sinned or like whatever, you know, like that kind of stuff. I think there's therapeutic, therapeutic effect. Um, and so, yeah, people may do that when they're dating. I don't know. Yeah. So like one of the questions I'm looking at the list right now, it's like, when was the last time you cried in front of another person? Like, oh, um, like before COVID or because I cry all the time now. Like all I do is cry. 
Um, I'm just kidding, I don't. But I cry a lot more now than I ever have. I think probably because I'm just like cooped up in my house by myself. Um, I don't know, maybe like last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not the type of person who's like scared to be vulnerable or shies away. If I need to cry and I'm, you know, I understand where it's coming from. Then I'll walk myself through the process and say, like, hey, I'm just feeling sad right now. This is why. But I'm okay with that because I'm just like, that's how I feel. Like, I don't want to suppress that. So I feel uh, like you've all, always been really good at that. Mm-hmm. Like, but I feel like that tells a lot about who you are, too. Like, the type of person that you are. You're very. And I also self-aware. feel like when you do that, you almost, um, like, you almost try to tell people like, oh, this is normal for me. Like you almost try to like make it okay for other people to not feel uncomfortable being like around you when you're feeling emotional and all that stuff. And I've always really, really appreciate that because I am, I get like, oh, like like Christy knows me. (laughs) Seen me in all these different kinds of situations where like I, I'm, I'm not great with emotions and when yeah. I see someone, I'm like, oh, like my hands get all weird. Like I'm down. Uh, I'm feeling. I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. Vanessa's doing like these crab claw hands. It's not like I I don't know how to say it. Like it makes me uncomfortable just, you know, saying yeah. it. But I I don't know what the normal reaction is. And I always feel like you've been always so you always make it a point, like, even when you're the one who's upset, you always try to make me feel like, this is totally cool, this is just me, give me a minute, I'm gonna be fine, like, you always try to make other people feel great, even when you're the one who's upset, so, um, I'm, yeah, I'm always grateful for that, so you, you, Mm -hmm. thank you, (laughs) yeah, I feel like I, I've also, like, I've worked a lot on myself to be comfortable with how I feel. I feel like I am the type of person who just feels very deeply about lots of things. And so part of that is like, I have lots of happiness. I have lots of sadness. I have lots of joy. I have lots of like anguish. Like there's a lot that goes through that. And I think all of it is fine. There's the only normal response is, is being comfortable with how you feel. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like you are able to express yourself in a way that makes sense for you, then that's normal. Yeah, I think that there's no baseline for everyone, right? I almost think that's healthier. And especially with this whole like online dating world where you might feel like you get, you know, quote unquote, rejected a lot of times and stuff like that. Because a lot of people that I talk to that are single are afraid of going back to the online dating world. They're like, I've done it. It doesn't work. I don't like it. And they just kind of shut off Mm -hmm. and they don't do anything for themselves to, you know, get back out there. And, and I, I can tell that they, they're interested and they definitely want to find a companion or a friend or at least, you know, want, want to try exploring what dating looks like. But a lot of times I feel like they're so scared of that rejection and feeling vulnerable that they just, you know, scrap that and say, I'm just not even going to try. And I think yeah. that can get into a really deep hole of resenting yourself of these from these opportunities well I think that's like that's a choice that they're making and an assumption and a story they're telling themselves they're saying online dating hasn't worked for me yet therefore it doesn't work 
online dating doesn't work. That's a, that's their dialogue, right? And it's like that might be true, but the as long as you keep telling yourself that, that will continue to be your reality. But if you say, hey, this could work. I'm not placing expectations on it because, mm-hmm. you know, like who knows? It could it works for some people. Like I know people in long-term relationships that met online. I know people that got married that they met online. Like it works for some people as long as you understand and you're capable of under like kind of building boundaries with yourself to find the people that make sense for you and understanding that like not everyone you meet is going to be like the perfect suitor and you have to be okay walking away from relationships yeah okay so last thing that I have on here and we can kind of wrap up but um advice for any gals or guys who are navigating the dating world during these really, really strange time. Like if there's one thing that you could say to them. Like have fun, have fun with it. You're like, you just because you can't go out and physically meet someone doesn't mean you can, you don't create a meaningful connection. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the show love is blind. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Lauren and Cameron, okay, they didn't see each other, and then they did, and now they're married. So, like, anything is possible. You just have to just be open and willing and, you know, like, it's not every conversation is going to be the best one. Um, People are going to be weird, but, like, just stick to yourself and have good fun with it. And, you know, you can meet cool people, and I, like I said, I've met people who now I'm friends with, and I'm like, hey, can you help me do this thing? And it's like, I would have never had that opportunity if I wasn't just open to those experiences. Um, so. All right. On that note, I think we'll end it here, but it was so great having you um, shared so much Thanks. knowledge. And I think if you guys have any suggestions, um, send us a pic of somebody that you think would be great for Christy. Cause she's a real gem. So um, she's a real gem. <laughs> and even if you guys have, follow-up questions that you want to ask Christy that we didn't ask um yeah. send them a, uh send them to us and uh we'll help relay the questions and uh, yeah. get you some answers and just don't yeah. send us a picture of a guy holding a fish because clearly that's <laughs> no, no, fish <laughs> no fish pick no fish pick I think that's no gonna be the name pick. of it <laughs> don't ask me if I can put my video on <laughs> awesome You guys are great. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk Basic podcast. For more exclusive content, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk Basic.